Hello and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, I am so privileged today to be sitting down with a new voice that a lot of you folks may or may not have heard of. And uh, his, his channel has exploded on the scene. And it has to do, believe it or not, with the Peaches song. Ah, we're going to get into who he is, how that happened, how many subs he now has. But of course, we're going to get into some of the biggest Xbox breaking stories in the last 24 hours. Holy cow, folks. There's been one story after another. We got updates to Stave Decay, updates to Perfect Dark, updates to Clockwork Revolution. Um, it's just one story after another. And I got to tell you, folks, if you are an Xbox fan or maybe you're thinking about becoming a part of the Xbox family, what a better time. Now, what you're going to see running to you, running in the background, because obviously, you know, I didn't want to do gameplay because, you know, the, the extended showcase I'm going to play. Not the greatest, obviously, but, you know, I, I did did think that they showed some decent takes. I wish... I w- we would have gotten the Hellblade uh, to uh, combat, or at least her walking around in the world, but we'll get to why that didn't happen. But first, let's welcome in C-Money. Brother, listen, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. I kind of want you, because I could easily just say what your channel is, but I want you to kind of talk about it. How long you've been a part of the community? How long have you been doing YouTube? And what's interesting, folks, and why his show is something you should subscribe to is because he doesn't just, you know, do the show with C-Money. He has incorporated his entire family into it, and I think that is brilliant. C-Money, good morning or good afternoon now. Welcome. Boom. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, Yeah, so I'm C-Money. We have a channel called Mario Kart Madman. Um, it is a channel that I have with my wife and my two eldest uh, children. Um, and, you know, we cover a, a lot of different topics. Gaming is is a big one. Uh, I'm a huge gamer. I've been gaming forever. Um, but the channel started, I mean, what we're at, like, four, I think we're 48 podcasts. So it's been a little, over, maybe about a year and a half, the channel. Okay has been going i've the the actual name has been out for longer like mario car man i gave that I, we made that for my son when he was a kid you know uh <laughs> just so he could have it but we started actively using it when he wanted to kind of make like uh he's very like creative so he liked to make stories and stuff so the beginning of the channel is actually he used to make uh skits with the amiibos so mario and luigi and he'll make funny stories um awesome. and then one day that about you know a little less than a year ago he wanted to you know he kind of came to us say hey i want to do a podcast i was like that sounds great um so we all started doing it not like this it was on like we were just on our dining room table with like a yeah i know i know Um, humble beginnings brother that's how you start absolutely absolutely (laughs) so yeah so we we were doing that for a long time you know for a while now again still less than a year um but it became more serious for us we enjoyed doing it more and more um and he, you know, we basically got to the point where we wanted to kind of invest a little more, get some nicer mics. Um, and we started taking it more seriously. And we've, we do, basically we have a gaming 
weekly podcast called On Point, the gaming newscast. Um, and every week we talk about the you know biggest gaming news, but it's not just gaming. We talk about anime because you know we're we're big into anime. We also talk about like Marvel, DC movies, anything like that going on um, in the news. We love all that stuff. Um, and that's one of our big things we do every week. But we have you know unboxings that we do. Um, we do the shorts. We do. He still does funny videos. We do funny shorts. Uh, we make AMVs. Those are a big new thing that we started doing, where they make uh, music videos to like animes or different movies. Um, so those are, are a big thing that we do now. So you know, overall, we just have a lot of fun together. And it's just something that we like to do. And you know, we had um, we got to about a thousand subscribers, a little over a thousand subscribers, and then my son who's madman on youtube he's in the chat right now he um he went to go see the mario movie with his sister uh purpleberry who's probably in the chat as well um and he came back and had an idea because the song peaches that bowser sings when he gets really excited it sounds like he's saying the b word um <laughs> so, and he was so excited to go make the sword then he came back and he put it up and it was hilarious and it just took off it has i think seven three point three point seven million views dude that is bonkers, yeah. bro and see that's that's the beauty of youtube right like absolutely you don't you don't know what's gonna hit and your son like i was telling you in the in the green room genius because he came right? back from a movie that was hot Right. It made over a billion dollars. We know that for a fact. They've already greenlit a sequel. We know that they're working with uh, the same team to bring Zelda to the yep. uh, to the animated, which is amazing. So he hits on something that's hot. He does something funny. It's innocent. Right. It's not meant to be nasty or, 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 or aggressive. Uh, and he does it and it hits. And you go from a thousand subs to over 10K in yep. basically a snap of a finger, which is. Just, I mean, that's 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 the kind of success story, folks. That you just smile and you nod and you and you give them a fist bump for. So, congratulations yeah, on that, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was just you know he's he's a creative kid, and that was a that was a really big one that he did, and it was awesome. And we awesome. we're very excited, very excited. Well, we're very excited to have you here uh, to talk about video games, folks. And uh, as you saw by the title, uh, we are talking about Matt Booty, who makes some really powerful statements regarding. Perfect Dark, State of Decay, and other potential uh, games they're going to show in the next 18 months. Uh, we got some South of Midnight uh, updates mm. uh, from Xbox Wire. Uh, we also have uh, the Outriders developers, uh, People Can Fly, who are notoriously made Gears of War Judgment, which a lot of people don't like. I actually uh, finished that game. I quite enjoy Judgment, but I understand why you know the quote-unquote Gears heads didn't dig it. I hear you. Um, but folks, they just signed a contract with Xbox Game Studios and they have a budget of 50 to 60 million dollars. This is going to be an Xbox exclusive. I don't know what they're going to make or what they're making, but let's pull the story, folks. Now, again, I pulled the story and I have to give credit where credit is due because that's what I do. I pulled it from trueachievements.com. It was written by Sean carry june 14 2023 and it says this outriders developer people can fly has partnered with microsoft to develop a new triple a xbox game codenamed project maverick 
Now, is it something flight-related? Well, no, I doubt that because that would go to a Sobo. But it looks uh, – let me just continue with what the, the uh, report says. It says it looks like a new Xbox exclusive could be coming in the future. As announced on People Can Fly's website, the Outriders developer confirmed that entered into a development and publishing agreement for the new game. It goes on to say the game is codenamed Project Maverick, and according to People Can Fly, the total production budget for the game is between thirty to fifty million dollars. Development of the new game will be uh, will be performed under the work for hire model and is based on the intellectual property rights owned by the publisher. See, now I want to pause it for a second there, see money, because this is the interesting take. This IP that they're working on, which is obviously going to be an exclusive is a first party IP owned by Microsoft I don't know what it could be because I've been calling for a return to some older games. Like, I don't know if you're a fan of Cameo, for instance, by Rare. Cameo Cameo is a phenomenal game. Incredible female lead with colorful graphics, with animals, very Pokemon-like that you would get their powers. And it was something that was a launch title on the Xbox 360 you know, we know Rare doesn't want to go back to old IPs, which is why they haven't done me right yet and made a Banjo-Kazooie, but it's fine, <laughs> Rare. I'm not taking it personal. I will just chalk it up as maybe after the ABK deal, Toys for Bob will step in and, and deliver cool. Boom's Witch. But I want to get your take on this because, again, this is very interesting. People can fly incredibly talented team, and if you just go on the work that they just finished... Well, they did Outriders, and they did the big update for Outriders, and there are a lot of people that really dig this game. See, Money, what do you think about this on them working on an IP that Microsoft owns? When I saw this, immediately, like just in my mind, it's like they have to be doing Gears. It has to be a gear spinoff because they're – I mean, I can't – I don't think I could wrap my head around the idea that Microsoft, seeing that they – made gears before seeing that the type of games that they make are third person you know shooters right aside from bulletstorm obviously that was that was also a fun time though so like they're they're in the shooting game they're in the the you know good graphics game right like they they are someone with the right budget they can be a triple a AAA, you know level production so i i just can't see them putting them on something other than gears i I would i would not think it would be like obviously it's not going to be mainline gears right so coalition is going to do that but i i have this belief that even with gears and halo like i really feel like they're wasting the brand right gears and halo both had spinoffs for like like the rts right halo wars and like gears tactics right um but like as far as just going into the the nitty-gritty of what gears is i mean you can take it back to like its horror roots and you can have like a more horror focused gears game, right? That's not tied to the storyline that, you know, we're currently in with the four or five and now soon to be six, whenever they, whenever they come out with that. Um, But I can see them doing something like that. I could see them making a gears game. That's going to, you know, walk a different line 
than we're used to seeing, but it kind of expanded out, you know, kind of like what I could dream that Halo would do. I feel like Halo needs a a horror focused game because that's what it like when the flood first came out all that stuff that was so scary you know it was when i first saw it back in the day it was so scary to see that and like they kind of moved away from that but like i feel like you can take it especially horrors been popping you know horror is like the the new cool thing to make right like it's it's everywhere and it's doing really well um so yeah i can definitely see them going the route hit give us a new gears take us a different direction I think it'd be great. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, what is a bit shocking to me when you talk about gears, right? Is the yep. fact that we had uh, an extension or a side story told with the DLC uh, with Hive Busters. Yes, phenomenal. And, and to many accounts, uh, Hive Busters is a phenomenal, phenomenal aspect of gears. I would even dare say that the graphics in that game rivaled even gears five like it was so good looking that it just you couldn't believe it um i know that people uh, people can fly uh made a gears their way obviously it wasn't the way that we were traditionally known for some gears before it i was okay to be honest with you of playing a gears game that was a bit different um i kind of feel that uh you're right uh now gears i I am gonna say this um on monday's xbox 2 podcast with uh jez corden obviously and uh and uh his partner in in crime uh randall thor 19 jez specifically mentioned that he has heard some crazy exciting things for gears 6 and of course, okay. Rand tried to go to him and get him to talk about it. He's like, well, I, I'm not really doing a report on it now. I really can't say anything. So we know that the coalition is neck deep in gear six. I don't know what uh, a people could like would be up to it. To be honest with you, folks, it would be kind of cool if they did tell a different gears story, okay. maybe harken back into that horror. Because I'll never forget the first time that my brother and I were playing Gears 1 across the Xbox 360. And we got to that refinery scene where you see the things running across the top. Oh, and you're like, yeah. what the F just ran across? And me and him are walking side by side. And like, listen, if anything moves, brother, you know, we're going to chop it down. And that, that horror element, very similar to what's been missing from Halo. Um, there's a, the, the fact that we never got the flood considering they were on Zeta Halo is, again, it's it's a breakdown in communication, what happened at 343. We know that's being fixed. Actually, Jez Corden even referred to it on a Monday show on how things are going to be so different. And the next time they show Halo, it, it is going to punch. It is going to hit. Uh, and that's why we're not going to hear anything from Halo. But it's it. I've, always, I've been saying this for a while. It, could you just imagine... If let's say, for instance, the people can fly were doing a Halo spinoff, let's just mm. say, and it was something like um, uh, a Halo Three uh, OODST, except it yes. was it, 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 now 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 ch- ch- bear with me, folks, because I think I got a million dollar idea. I won't get credit for it. It's fine if I can play it, <laughs> but just imagine you take a I don't know 
a smaller Halo story that has literally nothing to do with the Chief. In fact, you don't even see him in the game. That's awesome, right? And it's on Zeta Halo, and it's around the time when they're experimenting on the Flood. And you turn around, and something happens in a laboratory, as they always do. Just look at the umbrella. And a scientist is the only one left from the team. Everyone else is dead. He's got to get the F out of Dodge and he's got to get, he's got to get extracted. He's called in the extraction. Here come the Spartans. They know what's going on. He's got to get to one end kind of like alien, like for instance, but he get he starts out with a handgun and he's, and he's got to gradually make his way through. You make a 12 hour, 14 hour campaign. You learn about the flood. You learn, maybe see a couple new enemies that we've never seen before, but it's dark. And it's scary. And the lighting is, is flickering, kind of like Aliens. That's the kind of game that gives me goosebumps, which is doing it right right on the air Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. I, I, I say let's go. So, it, again, we don't know what IP it is. I would imagine we're not going to know. I know this is going to be a close to the vest kind of situation. Uh, it's, I think the easy guess, see money, is, is Gears. But I would love to see them do something different, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, I like, Halo I like, sounds great actually going in that route too like that's what i'm saying like one of those two are both kind of primed to have a side story told you know give us something different that's not on the main path and i think it hit out the park especially with microsoft you know the xbox that we have now right the xbox of now is not going i don't after after redfall right so after redfall the xbox we have now is not going to take shortcuts here you know they're not going to be sitting on the sideline and saying show up with something and it's good enough right like i think from the kind of interviews you hear with phil spencer you know he pretty much acknowledged the fact that no matter what happens no matter what's released if it's released under the xbox banner it's considered first party in in the community's mind right in gamers mind that's an xbox game whether it was made by people can fly or somebody in-house they're going to look at it that way so they know that they have to hit a bar that is now higher higher than ever. But after the showcase, I now have, a, you know, I knew they would do it. But after the showcase, they're, they're going to be taking bars, places that we didn't even know they would go. So I, I feel like if they, you know, doing this deal with, with People Can Fly, giving them a decent budget, which they say between 30 and 50 million, I... I would venture that if they had something really special, something really going, I don't think Microsoft's going to be like, well, we're going to cap you right there and, and that's it. You know, I think they'll they'll invest if they need to to make it even better um, because I think that's where we are now with Xbox. I think they realize that, you know, they're, they need to invest to make, you know, the type of production value that's expected of this next gen, which is funny because we hear, you know, you know, I've been watching all the shows you did this week and you, you know, you hear people talk about how fable, they didn't believe that that's, you know, real oh, or that's live, but it's like, my thought process is like, what did you expect a next gen game to look like? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, obviously it looks like nothing we've seen before because we have systems that are more powerful than we've ever had before. Right. Just like if you go back before we're at, you know, before the Xbox one times, you go back to the original Xbox, you didn't imagine that the games were going to look that good. I mean, in your mind, you might, but you didn't actually put the face to it. I mean, that's where, just where we are now, right? Like they're setting the bar of what graphics are supposed to look like. 
that's what I've been waiting for this whole gen. You know, we've been basically having cross-gen games this entire time. And that's why like people are, are used to it. But I want, you know, I want the best of the best. You know, I want them to push it to where we never thought possible. And, you know, Fable showing that the fact that they didn't show us, you know, Perfect Dark and, and State of Decay just proves out more that they're they don't want to show it until it's crossing that bar or even going further than where Fable is now. Right. Like they that's why they're spreading everything out. So I feel like they'll I feel like they'll crush it with People Can Fly. People Can Fly is a great studio. I mean, they yeah, make fantastic studio, phenomenal yeah. games that I personally really enjoy. I've loved Bulletstorm and everything up to Outriders. So um I'm really pumped for them to make, you know, either whatever they're going to make from from Microsoft. But I I just want them to disappear. You know, like, all right, you told us you have this deal. Now go away. Don't say anything. See in a couple years. That's it. Just (laughs) see in a few years when when you're ready to blow our minds. Because if you're not blowing our minds, you know, at your level, which is I consider people can fly someone who can blow our minds with the right budget. Um. So if you're not going to blow our minds, stay out of it. Just keep going until you can, you know, however long that is. There's enough studios, especially with Activision coming in soon. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing I, I think the issue uh, that was plaguing Xbox uh, early in the Xbox One era that might have made its way over even into this generation is they had a lot of games in the background, but nothing to put forward. I think what we're, what we're starting to see just based on E3 is that they literally have so many games in development. There is zero reason to rush anything. The last thing that you want, and I th- and I, 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 I'm, I think I'm very confident when I say this, I do not think under Phil, Spe- Phil Spencer's uh, uh, you know leadership, as well as of course in someone like. Um, Sarah Bond, who plays a massive role in these decisions, we will ever see a Redfall situation again. I think okay. that that happened. I mean, again, folks, I don't apologize for putting in 50 hours into Redfall. Uh, Redfall was awesome, I, dude. I freaking loved it. I played a single player. I beat it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. Sure, there was a tremendous amount of shortcomings, but that's it. it's fine. It didn't ruin the game for me. It, it could have been better, absolutely. But I don't think we will ever, ever, moving forward, see that again because I've been covering the industry as a as a podcast, quote-unquote, professional, folks, for six years. And in those six years, uh, I have never seen uh, uh, a more disappointed Phil Spencer. Now, mind you, like I said, last year I got a chance to meet him in person. Uh, and he is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. For, for, and again, for his position, he is like talking to one of us. That That's the best way I can say that my conversation okay. that went with Phil. He was inviting and welcoming and just cool as the other side of the pillow. Um, and to see him on the X-Cast, which of course... They did an amazing job. They didn't, they didn't, there were there were no slow balls there. They 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 pitched it and they they were throwing strikes. Uh, and he and he stood what good leaders do. You take the arrows, you accept the loss, and you make it better the next time. So I think that what we're gonna see is massive changes. And we, we, and and again, just based on what we saw at the uh at the Xbox event, you, you can only be excited. But um I do want to uh move on to 
south of midnight. Uh, th- this is this is a game, okay, from Compulsion that we've been hearing about for quite some time. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, Phil Spencer had did an interview, and the interviewer had asked him right out, "Listen, what game that you have not shown the public are you most excited for?" And during that interview, Phil Spencer said, "Listen, can I give you two?" He goes, yeah, sure, give us two. Now, his second one was Fable by Playground Games. He's been watching it. He's been seeing it grow. I'm sorry to tell you, folks. Just go to Twitter and look at the 20-plus developers that have like, hey, folks, just want to confirm gameplay. That's, yep, here it is. So if you still have doubts, you're a boob because the developers are telling you, everyone's telling you, if you don't believe well, you know, what can I tell you? Just, you know, go go play another console. But that that's actual gameplay. But before he mentioned Fable by Playground Games, C-Money, he oh, mentioned, yeah. before we knew what the name of this game was, he said Compulsion. Stu- compulsion. And he goes, what they're working on just blew my mind. And now, all of those years later, here we are, we're talking about South of Midnight. Now, this is now you know we, we have learned some things like we didn't know what the game was because it was a cinema an in-game cinematic. We know that it's going to have that 12 frames per second stop motion kind of animation that you saw something in like Coraline, for instance, which I love Coraline. My wife and I watch it every time it's on. Great movie. Um, and this is going to be a third person, story driven, over the shoulder action game. But I think what stands out for me, especially because my wife is, of course, Hispanic. She's Puerto Rican. Uh, I'm a mixed bag. My family originally comes from Madrid, Spain. Um, I saw a tweet from Paris Lily, which I loved. And I don't have it. And I'm mad at myself that I didn't send it to me because I usually do that. But he was excited because the representation that was on display is something that is needed in gaming more. I know people are going to be bored. Don't don't yawn at what I'm about to say, folks, because I think that it's incredibly important. Representation across the board needs to happen in every industry, but it needs Great. to remain cons- consistent or constant, at least, in gaming. And the fact that we have uh, a female, of a woman of color, taking the lead of this, I, 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 I mean, again, if you boo me, you boo me, but that's important to me. Uh, because of my bracket, my background, uh, my brother, folks, F- FYI, is African-American. That's right. Uh, my adopted brother. Love him. Love him more than my other brother, who's a bit of an a-hole. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's that, such is life. Right. Absolutely. Um, but so when I when I see that kind of a tweet and then I see this game and it's in the deep south. And when you think when I think the deep south, you know, you kind of think about voodoo. Right. You think about, you know, culture. You think about different things. And she's a magic user. We know that she hunts monsters. Um, but I have a quote here, see money. Uh, and then I'm gonna hand it off to you. Um, cool. that uh this comes the way of Xbox Wire, who did a monster piece on it, and it goes on to say this, uh, and this uh this is what it had to say. Uh the world, uh the world will take influences from two key genres of literature and movies. That are less seen in games. Magic realism is one of the calling cards for Southern Gothic. 
Uh, and this comes the way of, uh, let me see what, who is it? What is his first name? Brian Sears. Yes. Thank you. So Brian Sears. Thank you so much for that. He says, it's a silence to actually put magic. Oh, it's a license. I'm sorry. It's a license to actually put magic into the modern world and to have creatures there that are just as just accepted. We're not going to give you uh, any information dump on the game. And that's in the spirit of magic realism, right? We're explaining enough. Uh, that you will just accept it. Uh, and it goes, uh, he goes on to say, Sears, uh, I felt like the, so- the South was underrepresented and it deserves an honest love letter. It deserves its time in the spotlight. You see, and this is, this is what I love about Xbox because Absolutely. they are open and they're earnest and they're inclusive and they are welcoming and not every game, see money, needs to be a dude bro shooter. And I think when you see the representation coming across all of Xbox games, there is something for everyone. And that is why moving forward, this is going to be a very, very special platform. Uh, Sony used to do this. Now, Sony is under new management under Jim Ryan. And we're starting to see a very visible seismic shift, right? Microsoft has the service games locked in, and now they're moving to what we've all asked for, single-player, story-driven, adult-themed content. Whereas Sony, they still have Spider-Man, they still have Wolverine, but we don't know what else they're doing, but we do know they're moving towards services, and their fans, I being one of them, we're not happy about that. But let's, let's keep the conversation tight, Let's talk about your thoughts, theories, what you thought about uh, seeing South of Midnight and some of the information that was just uh, relayed to the fans. No, absolutely. Boom. Um, first, for sure, I want to say that uh, representation for me is is huge. Um, I, I myself am Puerto Rican. You know, my wife is Dominican. So we're we're Spanish. But I have I have four daughters um, and two sons, but I have four daughters. And for me, you know. I, I can appreciate how people may be used to the idea of the past where it was just, you know, everything was guys. Every every game was you're playing a dude, um, except for the ones like Tomb Raider, which at that time, the only reason they did that was to sexualize her to make it, you know, something that guys would want to be OK with playing as a, as a woman. Right. Um and you know we're actually seeing this now with fable where they're kind of doing like this whole thing and they did the same thing with uh horizon with alloy and the character that's in fable now they're talking about how she's ugly right which Um, is again i when i when i i I get so disappointed as a human being like i i really do like i i i i think we're old first of all i'm the oldest mf here right i'm gonna be 53 so i'm i'm very long in the tooth and when i I, I love I, I I hate when I see those kind of comments because I'm like, man, we're in 2023, see money. Like it's crazy. What, it what is happening? Mind, I kind of feel like we mind. take it steps backwards in advancing as human beings when I see that kind of stuff. I agree hundred percent. It's so sad. And the you know, again, you know, me having the daughters that are are gonna be growing up in this world, like I I want them to see this stuff, right? I want them to see that you can play a character that you know may look like you or is the same sex as you right uh same gender right Mm -hmm. so 
like this is like it's so important to have that representation and for me for one i just i'm all for it so i i just can't stand like i don't even want you to bring that to me you know like if you if you're gonna go talk to me about how you don't you don't like the fact that there's a woman protagonist like get on my face like that's just it's not happening it's just dumb. um yeah, it's it's ignorant. It's ignorant and it's sad. It's pathetic, right? So I'm sorry if you're in the chat right now and you're you know low key feeling yourself saying I hate the fact that there's women playing. I, I'm sorry, but that's crazy. FYI, to, you, folks, if you didn't know, 49% of gamers, women. It's a yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Guess what? My daughters, they play. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> they do play video games. They like them. Um, but that being said, getting back to this particular game, oh my god, when I saw that, when I saw that trailer start and I saw Compulsion, first of all, I lost my mind. I was like, yo, Xbox is doing everything right. They're giving me exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I, I wanted Fable to open it. They opened with Fable. And Compulsion was like the next one I wanted to see, and they just, boom, gave it to us. Because they knew that's what we wanted to see. So yeah. they didn't want us having it in the back of our mind while we're watching everything else, right? They gave it to us. Boom, it's out there. First of all, I love, I love the art style right in in video game form it hasn't really been done in a way that mattered this looks so unique uh and i love the fact that xbox is 100 behind this you know they're saying do what you want and and make it look great and that's exactly what they're doing because that looked stunning and again i don't look at that as something that's unattainable in graphics they showed Obviously, it was a cutscene because of the way that they're walking and talking, right? But I could easily have seen that big monster pops up behind her. She turns around. She's holding the magic thing. And then the camera zooms out, and you're right there ready to fight, right? Yeah. Um, so there was there was nothing out uh, about what we saw that made it look unattainable. It's just, it's just where next gen is going, right? Uh, matter of fact, if you – that you know that, that uh, shooter game that oh, – man, what's it called? That's like super next gen where you could like blow up everything. It's by the people who used to work, who used to make Battlefield, and then they made their own studio. Ah oh, man, I'm I'm forgetting oh my the name. Goodness, uh, I'm I'm drawing a Embark blank. Embark is the company. Embark. What is it? Em, is it Embark the company that he went to go make? Oh man, it's it's that it's I don't know if you, somebody in the chat might might remember it but it's the shooter that's crazy destruction now like it's it's the people who made battlefield now they're in here oh the finals yes the finals okay that like the graphics on that are ridiculous right like it's so stupidly high quality and people are playing it and that's real it's real it's right there that's next gen right and that's multiplayer you don't think that for a single player game where they don't have to worry about all that extra that they can't pump it up no they absolutely can that's why i've been so disappointed with the games graphically that have come out because i know that we're still stuck in the past but going forward this is what the new new is going to look like all right so get ready because once they do actually show what it feels like when you're playing and you're like oh snap it, the camera just panned out and this is what it looks like yeah that's what it looks like right so the, the graphics had me right away i love the music when he was playing that guitar, it was epic. And I love the Xbox Wire. If you when you read it, it's it's really long. If you haven't read it, I definitely suggest going in and reading everything because there's so much the midnight. Yeah, I, I read, yeah, I read through it. I, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, so, if you so guys many, haven't so done quotes. it, yeah. check it out. There's so much good stuff in there. But one of the things he talks about is how music is so linked to this game. So, like that guy who's playing the guitar, he's um 
he's they call him an archon or archon or arkin um he basically is like a spirit fair like, like he'll he takes you to the underworld right that's that's what it is so he's basically introducing it and in the game there's going to be multiple of him right so there, there's going to be different ones that represent that same type of character and the music that you go to each kind of area with where there's going to be, I guess, one of him there is going to be all different, but it's going to kind of feed into the narrative of what you're doing in the feel of that area. Oh my God. When I was hearing that, I was like, geez, this is freaking amazing. And the detail that they put in there when, with how he was strumming the guitar, phenomenal. And things like that show you that they are looking at the details, right? They're looking at the small things to make sure that we can see them and appreciate them. Um, so, I mean, for sure, the game is stunning. The music is great. I love the character. I think she was awesome, the way she was she, talking. I immediately was like, I cannot wait to use this character. Yes. Like the, her, her, I mean, again, folks, understand... That it's a minute trailer, and just based on her uh, her, her snappiness, like yes. he's behind me, isn't he? And she yep. turns and she, I was like, I want to be this. I want to use this character. I cannot wait to learn more about her. The, the, everything you could have wanted from that trailer, and it was it was a, it was a small a snippet, right? It wasn't it wasn't much. Just a little, snip, just a little bit. It, it, excited me enough to say when this game releases whenever it is going to be different it is going to be um it's going to march to its own drum i think that is what it, it is exciting absolutely and they really dive into like they're taking it very serious that they have a black woman as the protagonist and they're yep. you know they're not just making a character slapping you know some paint on her calling her dark and and she's a black woman and that's it like they're they're actually digging deep into the culture and who she is as a person like they actually specifically talk about how they really want to make her feel like a person not just some character that you're playing but someone that you can actually relate to and and learn from them and see how they handle things i'm like i am a hundred percent all for this now as far as when it's going to release i think they did something pretty cool and, and my kind of thought process on what a xbox is doing right now they're saying four games a year that are big games right? we know three of them for next year could this be c money that fourth game see i feel this is what i feel they've been working on this for a long they have. time they have. i think i think they showed us um avowed and hellblade as right. the two for sure for next year as the big ones right, right. um i don't think they're counting tower born as I, you know what it could be and that's the thing you know what every time i see that game see money tower born i'm like i oh, it looks amazing wait to play that maybe I, it's we're so... gonna stream the hell out of that game I'll tell yeah you that well you're gonna play with your family which is dope yeah, so that's, we're gonna have a great that, time. that's a, that's amazing um i i wouldn't mind that being one of the four or maybe there were two others that are pretty that maybe not are hellblade big but just big enough of of towerborn so, so that so what you just said is kind of where i'm leaning i feel like what they're doing is they're giving us four but i think they're giving us two big ones like right. two massive ends if you will exactly and then i think the other two are going to be big but not 
as big. So it could be a tower born or I don't know. I don't know how they would categorize that one, right? Because it's not necessarily first party 100%, right? That one is a Xbox publishing deal that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how they're looking at that. If that is the third one, it would kind of fall into what I was kind of thinking. I think they're going too big and then too relatively small. If you figure, if they end the year, like they're ending with Starfield, right? I mean, obviously right. Forza is in there, but Starfield is the big one to end. So I couldn't imagine that the first game of the next quarter is going to be equally as big. I feel like they'll do something maybe, you know, a step down and then you'll get your avowed or your hellblade and then the next one will be whatever and then the last one will be your big one hellblade or avowed, right? Wherever they decide. Wherever they whatever they swap. Some something's going to be at the start of the year, something's going to be at the end of the year for sure. Exactly. So, I feel like Fable and South of Midnight, which by the way, I didn't mention it, what a dope name south of midnight when i saw that name come out i was like wow that's an amazing name for a game like that it tells you it makes you feel like what the game is right like it's really good so i I really enjoy that but um i feel like they might do a fable and um south of midnight as the two games the two big games for the following year and the reason i'm saying that is because of if you think about how they deep dove into starfield right you got to imagine that going forward, they're probably going to want to do similar deep dives on their bigger games coming out. Yeah. So they went deep on that. And then Forza had a deep dive on their own show, Forza Monthly, right after. Right. So the two big games coming out at the end of the year have their own kind of big deep dives. The start um, South by South of Midnight and Fable, we got looks at them, but then we didn't really get like big gameplay looks at them right where you're, you're doing the walk like starfield did so you gotta imagine that for fable and the other game i'm gonna feel like they're gonna want to do that right so you figure if we have a, a direct like a january direct like they did the developer direct at the beginning of the year where they shadow dropped um hi-fi rush if they do whatever game they're planning to release as a in that direct as a big kind of thing where they're doing a deep dive on it You'll have one there before E3, and then at E3, you do the big deep dive for the other one, Fable or whatever it is, and you kind of be able to really show out. Because what other venue from now to next E3, aside from that direct, would you want to do a big deep dive on that game? Yeah, Anything deep dive related, I would imagine, is going to be the new format for the directs. Uh, yep. I I kind of feel, and you know, we don't know. This is just speculation, of course. Um, that maybe because they did mention Matt Booty specifically. We're going to get into what he had to say because he had a lot to he break did. down specifically about uh, about what we've seen, about what we didn't see, which is even more interesting. Um, I I kind of wonder, see money. If we're going to see Hellblade make its three-point turn. And what I mean by that is we got a chance to know that Hellblade 2 was a thing in 2019. I believe the following year, uh, we got a chance to see what uh, it looked like. The, uh, 2021, we got a chance to see what gameplay was. Because that was what it was. It, again, it was no HUD. It was gameplay. It was confirmed as gameplay, which a lot of people thought that the reason why they thought Hellblade took a step back this year was that, yes, that's in-game. Someone was controlling yep. Senua shimmying under the rock, but the minute she went to touch the thing, 
it's probably going to be in game, right? And that's fine. Absolutely. People were looking for the combat. the combat. I was looking for the combat. In fact, the show we're watching right now in the background, I was expecting, and maybe they showed a little bit in in wireframe. Yes. So when, when they were talking, they showed a little bit in, in the wireframe, but not obviously. They didn't. Not but they, yeah. But what, what we were looking for is is confirmation. Is this going to be God of War level combat? This is what yep. most people were asking. So, see, money. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering. Uh, because they made mention of Tokyo Game Show, Gamescom, and specifically the Game Awards, I kind of wonder if you, if if they would take such a precise uh, gameplay of combat and a release date for 2024 at the Game Awards, the same way they announced it and they showed us gameplay the second time around, it it, it would be ballsy for sure. It would, but it would be a return. And I think it would close the book on on Hellblade 2 specifically for the Game Awards. So I think I think the Game Awards is probably like just like last year, they didn't really get anything from Xbox. And the reason being is because they had their own thing coming up, right? I feel like Xbox used the Game Awards when they needed to because they didn't have a lot coming out or to show. So they were like, it's let's put it there, it'll get a pop. I feel like so next year is going to be Avowed and Hellblade, right? Avowed, when you look at it graphically, I would say that that's probably going to be the first one we get, right? Yeah. Because it's not pushing, right? And the reason they didn't show us gameplay, uh, I'm not gameplay, um, combat for Hellblade is because when you show that, you want to make sure that it's going to be the best it's going to look, right? So you got to imagine, I mean, I would imagine that Hellblade is going to be towards the back end of next year. Yeah, I, I kind of think that as well. Yeah, I know Phil had mentioned it. I just don't think it's going to be because I feel like if it was going to be closer, I feel like they would show us more already. Um, and again, if you just look graphically between the two, obviously Avowed, for me, it looks beautiful. But it's not obviously not, you know, next, next gen beautiful like Hellblade is, right? So Hellblade, you're going to want to have cooking as long as you possibly can, right? And you want that combat because you know if the combat is not where it needs to be, they're going to get destroyed, right? People are going to go wild, right? So I see it pretty simply in my mind. Avout's coming up. They'll do the direct, you know, that early year direct on it where they show more deeper dive into that. And then E3, you're going to get the big gameplay from Hellblade that'll probably launch in a similar time frame as starfield is now um but i just think i don't think that they're going to give keely the gameplay the the combat for hellblade and i think hellblade is just going to be the one that's coming towards the end of of next year when it's going to be the most polished possible um and i think that's that's what i think i think when they when they laying that out that's what you're going to get there and then the following year you got fable and south of midnight right where they're going to do the deep dive and then what they'll do next year because he did obviously you know we know the story where they're going to show the other two games um in a within the next 18 months or so they'll do a similar thing that they just did with fable and south of midnight right they'll do like the early look at it show some in-game content and then that'll be the following year 
that's kind of where I see it. As I mean, it makes sense. Games. Like I said, you you let these games cook as long. That's that's the wonderful thing about having so many studios and and, and so many games in development at different levels. There's no need to rush. Uh, Avowed, we know is uh, could be done. We know that we, again, we we could we could get it first quarter of 24, which makes sense. Uh, if Hellblade needs more uh, combat development time, then let that be. Let that cook. Let them continue. Uh, and obviously, we're going to get what we're going to get in the middle of the year. I, I think that just based on what we know, uh, we're going to uh, Xbox gamer is going to be eaten good. But I want to move on to the final topic of the show, folks. Again, this is one of the smaller shows. Don't forget tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Breakfast with Boom is all new. I'm literally writing the show as we speak. It's going to be packed with big opinions. Um, and uh, don't be surprised by the headline being cheeky because I'm a little uh, – uh, one of the stories I'm working on, which I don't want to spoil, is a bit of a, bit of a head-scratcher for me as a human being, as, as a gamer. I don't know how these things happen. Uh, especially in gaming media, but then again, I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, but before we get to the last topic, folks, and this is a good one because this is Matt Booty and some of the things he had to say about State of Decay 3, about uh, Perfect Dark, when we can see these games, how they're going to be shown. Uh, I got to catch up on the Super Chats. We got three of them. We have Luke Skywalker, uh, and obviously he drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, Microsoft needs to make um, a meme game called Halo, Gears, and Forza that's similar to Mario Kart. <laughs> Listen, I'm that would be dope. Give me 90 seconds, folks, because I got to go on my spiel. Um, I have been saying for the longest time, I, I personally I don't understand how you could own both Playground Games and Turn 10 Studios and not have pulled a team. This doesn't have to be a $50 million budget. You could make an Xbox character based heart game for not a lot of money. And like I said, I've talked about this to nauseam folks. I, we, have, we, we, we have so many people here that would play this game. If you really want to go down the gas game level, which if, again, if we're putting our business hats on. Could you imagine racing through tracks that ran through the gears world or the fallout 76 world or uh, Halo running on a Halo ring, like their own version of Rainbow Road on a Halo ring, folks. I, I mean, Microsoft, if you listen, I, I just gave you a million dollar idea. Don't give me credit. Just let me play the game. That's it. So that that that's my that's my uh, uh, my 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 rant, if you will, for Luke Skywalker's uh, super chat. Uh, we have Kamal drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Boom! I wish more people were like you." That is very kind of you to say. Look, I, I don't put myself on a pedestal, folks. This is what this is who I am. This is what I do. I try to bring positivity to the community. I like having fun. I like doing these shows because I love gaming. More importantly, I love you. And I love interacting with the community. And thank you for the very kind uh, words and, of course, the generosity. Uh, gaming Nerd Austria drops an outstanding 20-pound super chat and says, that is so true, uh, Boom. It's sad. We are all humans and shouldn't waste our time humiliating each other. And games should just take uh, take the risk to be different. Xbox is taking that risk. Thank you, Boom, for speaking out. I appreciate that's very kind. And yes, I'm always going to speak out and uh, lift up others around me because that's what this channel was built on. But I want to talk about a story, folks, that I pulled from GamingBolt.com. 
It was um, written by uh, Shub Hanker um, Barjat. Uh, and of course, that's one of their writers. It was posted on the 14th of June. And the lead title of the story, folks, simply says, Perfect Dark and Save the K3 are on track for gameplay deep dives within the next 18 months, according to head of Xbox or Xbox Games, Matt Booty. Uh, and this is this is exciting because, again, a lot of people walked out see money of the uh, nearly a little over an hour Xbox showcase and were like, wow. But I think the cherry on top of the wow was what we didn't see, what wasn't Absolutely. there. And these two games, one of which is being held by the coalition in Stave Decay, Perfect Dark is being done by Crystal Dynamics. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? Dang so this is, this is what uh, Matt Booty, I have a couple of quotes uh, from Matt Booty, and of course we'll get C-Money's uh, hot take on this. He goes, to, he goes on to say this, as I look ahead uh, to 2024, everything we're going to ship, I've seen builds of, uh, like very recently, or played them. I've said this before, there's so much stuff in Fable where when I get with Turn 10 studio head, Alan Hartman, I'm just like, why don't you show this and this? And he goes on to say that he replies, no, no. Because there's a lot of cool stuff that the game uh, that uh, that I'm excited about. He goes on to say this: as I think ahead, even as we get into 2025, we've still we've seen builds of these games at the initiative. I know just because Undead Labs are in Seattle, what's going on with Stave the K3? We've seen these things. So as I look ahead to the next 18 months, in terms of what we're going to be able to show and deliver and do that kind of gameplay reveal. I'm cautiously confident because the teams are hard at work and they get that that's the kind of bar now, which is let's show it, let's show up with gameplay and do a deeper dive when we show up. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's I don't I don't think you could have asked for a better recipe because I think most of us in the chat, we have over 500 people here, which is awesome. Uh, and I, I will say before we awesome. continue, if you are new, if you're finding the channel for the first time, Mrs. Boom and I are 396 subscribers away from 13K. Uh, wow. That is pretty dope. Uh, and we're, oh, thank you very much, C Money. We are very excited. Uh, I had put out a lofty go of 15K by the end of the year. I don't know if we're going to hit it, but if you are enjoying the content, and I do this Monday through Friday, five different panels. Five different shows, all great content. And you know what we don't do? We don't hate monger. And we don't sell hate in order to get your sub or your click. We do fun, interesting topics that keep your brain moving. So if you enjoy that kind of content, and of course the consistency that comes with it, that's 20 shows a month that I do. Subscribe to Double Barrel Gaming. It would be greatly appreciated. But see, money let's get back to what uh, um, Matt Booty had to say. Um, I think what I personally took away from this interview is that Microsoft gets it. I think right. that they understand, especially based on the show that they, they, they delivered, they know that we want gameplay. We want in-engine. We don't want CGI. We want to know what's going on with the game. Now, depending on who you ask, 
A lot of folks were disappointed with Senua because we expected combat. I got gameplay, but not what I was really looking for. I still don't dock so many points for because what we saw is stunning. Amazing. Right? Like that's in game. You're playing that. That is bonkers and confirmed to be running on the Series X. Blowing but they know we want sure. gameplay. Yep. So I think the next time we see Perfect Dark, the next time we see Stave Decay, the next time we see whatever we haven't seen, we're going to get gameplay. What, 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 where, where does your confidence now lie based on hearing from Matt Booty on how they're going to deliver games to us as fans who are waiting for these games to come out? Well, I'll tell you what it does. Just when he says looking into 2025, thinking about the initiative and state of decay, right? So perfect dark state of decay. I started thinking about all that nonsense I was just talking about. And I'm like, dude, where are they going to put these games, right? Fable is going to, Fable and South of Midnight are either going to go with Hellblade and Avowed or State of Decay and Perfect Dark. Holy hell. Like, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> like, what are, you, like, what are you going to do, bro? Like, there's so much stuff to play. And this is just from the stuff that we know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's still so much more that's, unknown right or or that we just maybe have inklings of but still haven't shown so the fact that they are letting us know that he's he's saying it they he's played these games he's knowing that the time frame that they have ahead of them the next 18 months or so it's going to be wild they're they they get it right i think i think we're i think we can all agree now after seeing the showcase right the showcase was the the proof in the pudding right like they showed us that they understand that we don't want to see CGI anymore. That's that's dead to us, right? The graphics are good enough at the next-gen level that we don't need CGI, right? I want to see the game. I want to see what it's going to look like. And that's what everybody wants, right? So when you hear him say how confident he is that he's going to be showing these things, you can see, like, like I actually watched the where this interview was pulled from. The Giant Bomb had their, their big, you know, uh, big interview that they do with a bunch of different people and they had you know phil spencer and matt booty there and if you listen to the whole thing you can just get that sense of confidence like like they have their swagger back you know what i'm saying like they came back and they're like they they get it they know what we're looking for it's simple right we're not asking for a lot right we want you to just make sure that whatever you got cooking you're going to show it to us when it's worth seeing Right. And not BS us like, you know, some would say happened with Redfall, where they were showing a version that wasn't going to exist. Like for instance, us. on a PC and not on an it, Xbox. Exactly. Like, yeah. listen, I play on the PC. I love Xbox on the PC. Um, but like, you got to tell us. Right. I want to know, like, if I'm looking at it, is that what it looks like on the Xbox? Is that what it looks like on the PC? Like one of the games, I forget which one, but it said it's on a PC, but using the Xbox Series X you know, settings. Right. And that's cool. Like, good. Now we know. Um, but getting back to Phil and um, Matt Booty, you know, when when Matt Booty is sitting there and again, he's essentially laying, he's telling us, right, 2025, you could already look at the initiative um, bringing out Perfect Dark and State of the K3 being there. Like he has such confidence to kind of put that out there and let us know that he's played these games. 
I just want to see it so bad. I think that's what is happening right now. I'm getting so excited with the thought of what these games are going to look like and how cool they're going to be. Oh, my God. The Perfect Dark, the whole Gung Fu thing. I wonder if that's still in there. I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for it. You know, and what's interesting is, you know, not to, not to turn away from what, you know, of course, Matt Booty had to say. Um, what's interesting is that we know the ABK is on the cusp of potentially mm. being done in the next three weeks. Uh, yes. We know that, you know, they, they, they were uh, that uh, that the FTC was granted the temporary restraining order, which is standard fare. Don't get excited. Yep. It's that's no just what deal. happens. Um, um, but we did learn that normally when they go for the uh, the injunction to block the deal, it's a two-day trial. Microsoft requested an additional three days to make it five because they, they feel that their case is so strong. They want to overload the judge, which, by the way, threw out the other injunction for the gamers' lawsuit earlier last month. Um, and she's no nonsense. The federal judge usually there, and she's lifetime judge so she's got to worry about oh if i make the wrong decision they're gonna boot me she's there for life uh until she wants to retire so she's no nonsense and if the, just imagine once this deal is done microsoft now could start moving and shaking again i know this is a far it's it, 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 it's it's a far shot but we, we know that embracer c money is not doing so great they're not and crystal dynamics and idos montreal I said this from the beginning, folks. You've been, if you follow me, you know I, I'm talking from the heart. It broke my heart that we didn't get those studios. Broke my heart. We have, even more so that they didn't get Tomb Raider. Like yep. for 300 million, the IP that came along and the studios came along with that is like, like in Phil Spencer's couch. The change. It's in this couch. 300 million. Oh yeah, I got that <laughs> in my couch. Just jump yep. on the couch and shake the pillows. It'll fall right out. Um, but if they could bring those two studios home, and, and maybe. I'm just saying, this is this is Hopium coming out live on the air. They grabbed that Tomb Raider license, uh, the IP. Let me tell you something. It's going to be madness. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Um, folks, look, we covered three topics. We had over 500 people here. We've got still 518 people here. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to all the Super Chats that came in. Incredibly generous of everyone, as always. Um, See, Money, I want to do a proper outro. Uh, I want to get you, uh, you know, obviously all of your information is already in the show notes. So people watch this on demand. You can simply just go over and uh, do a couple of clicks. You click on the link for the show. You go into the show notes. Oh, look, there's see money. There's his YouTube channel. You click on that. And if you really want to be cool, you hit the subscribe. And of course, if you want to be even cooler, you hit the bell icon. So every time see money and his family put something out there, you're notified as a fan. But see, money, sell your brand, brother. Talk about your podcast. Talk about your family. Where can people subscribe and help you now move in well past 10K, as well as reach out to you and follow you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Boom, I want to thank you so much. This has been awesome. It was everything that I was looking for and hoping it <laughs> thank would be. You, man. I'm glad you had a I, good time. That's what, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> I did. I really appreciate it. So I do appreciate you having me on. Uh, and yeah, guys. You know, again, thanks for watching. The show has been great. Um, again, see money. Uh, if you see on the chat, you would see Madman was in there, Purpleberry was in there, yep. and Doodle was in there. So Doodle's my wife. Um, and I so, welcomed every one of them, which is awesome. Oh, uh, appreciate it, boom. Yeah, so we do this together. Um, 
and yeah, we we do gameplay. We we've shifted over to live streaming um, all the time now. So before we used to just do like we would record the video and then put it up, but now we live stream everything. Um, we love it. So um, you know, we do different gameplay videos. Uh, we do different reaction videos, and uh, it's just it's all fun stuff when you come by. We really appreciate you taking a look at our channel. We would love for you to see and see how we do things. We have a slightly different take on things because, again, you know, like we have a, my son, he's 16. You got the kind of younger perspective on things. You got my wife, who's, you know, more of a casual type gamer, but she's still very invested in the industry. So when she when we have these discussions and talks, you got these different levels of perspective, you know, not just from the guy's been playing games for 30 years right like you have it coming from everywhere you mean the old men in the room <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um so you get a different perspective on things you know we we take things from a different way and you know we we have different shows that we do where you know my wife like i said being more of a casual gamer she hasn't played a lot of the big games so we have this show called uh doodles never have i ever played um where we have her play you know great game that she never got around to playing and she kind of you know you see how she reacts to it see if she likes it things like that just bring some more perspective to things um but we do that and then every saturday typically in the morning or afternoon like early afternoon we have uh our weekly podcast that we do again it's called on point the gaming newscast um and we just have a great time together. So we would love for you to stop by. You know, we're about 150 subs away from 11K. Nice, um, dude. Awesome. So, you know, we're we're looking for that number. We're looking to grow. So, yeah, again, do me a favor, brother. While you're live on the air, drop your link into the chat. There's still 500 people here. Let, 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 oh, yeah. let people help. Uh, we've done this before a thousand times over. Let's see if we can get you, uh, you know, to your 11,000. I think there's 150 people here, folks. You, 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 you've, you've sat down with C-Money for the last hour. Very, very personable person. Uh, definitely going to be having back on the show, especially when we have some bigger panels. Um, and uh, obviously, if you want to you help the growth, which I think you should because, you know, positive content should be something you want to support, get over there and, and, and sub the channels. Help them get past 11K. That would be pretty dope. And real quick, uh, for some reason, on my software, which is StreamYards, the chat froze. So I did go back and see. We did get an additional super chat. Uh, a $5 super chat comes in the way from Beast Mode 10. Beast Mode, welcome, brother, as always, and thank you for the generosity. He says there's one more event approaching, QuakeCon. Could we expect a secret release video there? They did that with Doom 2016. You know, it's interesting. Um, Beast Mode, because we have heard that Quake was rebooted with a female protagonist, which is dope, um, in the same idea and form and fashion as how uh, Doom 2016 was rebooted. So, I mean, listen, I mean, first of all, I don't know how, how many more games they could have shown at the Xbox showcase, but if we do, and again, this is this has been going on for quite some time. Supposedly, Quake has been in development. It would be pretty dope at QuakeCon to get a trailer for the new Quake. And I mean, maybe see money. This is what Phil and Matt were talking about. Like, listen, we still got folks. If you if you didn't see something uh, that you know that you were looking forward to. They said it. They said it on the couch with Giant Bomb. We still got three additional shows. 
which tells me, I, I mean, and as Phil Spencer was saying, he kind of he kind of wanted to, you know, cover Matt Booty's mouth, right? Because they talked about an, an additional show that hasn't been announced. Is that an EXO? Is that a direct for January? I don't know. But if you're going to show Quake, see money, well, QuakeCon's the place where you drop that. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. Uh-oh, he popped out. There he is. Oh. Hey, welcome back, brother. <laughs> Sorry about that. I have no idea what I listen, pressed by mistake. It, it, it is cool. what it is, brother. Listen, folks, uh, again, uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. We super appreciate it, obviously. Uh, if Absolutely. you could uh, support uh, and subscribe to see money like live on the air that would be pretty dope that would be so if, dope yeah really if, if not it. you know obviously on the back end uh you know you can obviously just simply just double click you get into the uh to the show you click his link you get to it you subscribe and we'll call it square but again folks uh tomorrow 10 a.m eastern standard time friday mornings breakfast with boom we have an amazing show for you uh obviously uh dreadpool which uh, again i i don't know if he's listening uh, he's a panel member, folks. He has some issues with his heart at the be- in the middle of the, of the. I don't know what's going on with the heart thing situation this week, but it sucks. He is had a, had had to have a procedure. He's doing good. I've been talking with him in the DM. So send your loves and prayers. Get out to, on social media. Let Dreadpool know you love him. Absolutely, uh, that's the, one of the best beards in the business. And uh, he's in the hospital. Hopefully, he'll be released. He's not going to be joining us this Friday, obviously. But we obviously wish him well. And of course, folks. I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Hey.